Hey guys, on today's show, I sit down with my good friend, Chef Dev, and we talk about why you can eat healthy and still have flavorful food. Check it out. Chef Dev. Andy V. I feel like there is a stigma surrounding uh, meal prep and, and clean eating. I feel like everyone seems to think whenever they first start to convert their lifestyle that it means they are going to take all the flavor out of their food and enjoyment out of yeah. eating as a sacrifice for their health. Yeah, it is. It, it is, and it doesn't have to be that way, which is the sad part. I think people are um, not misinformed. I think people are underinformed, which is... I think what we're here to talk about today, so yeah. hopefully we can shed some light. I uh, so like me personally, I change the seasoning of different mm-hmm. protein sources every week. I cook my meals in different with different methods so yeah. that they taste different. Like right. for example, like for eggs, mm-hmm. so that's a pretty big staple in my diet. Yeah, sure. Like one week I'm gonna scramble them, one week I'm gonna do omelets, one week mm-hmm. I might you know just fry one over easy. Boy, like so many ways. Yeah, so like I constantly keep my meal prep creative, but I feel like so many people oftentimes the reason why they don't even start on the meal prep mm-hmm. train is because they think that it means it has to be boring and dull. Yeah. Um, that, like I said, that comes from the uh, under information. So what, one thing that I really try to focus on, like I eat fairly healthy. I'm not mm-hmm. as much into meal prepping or I'm not as much into just what I call clean or um, just one dimensional eating. But right. the thing is when it comes to food, if you want to make an immediate change, with your diet and you're trying to eat healthy or anything for that matter but if you're trying to eat healthy the most immediate change you're going to see from yesterday's meal to today's meal is up in the quality of your ingredients right so that goes from especially meats but that goes from meats to seasonings to produce to any anything anything. right because what it is what's going to happen is when you up the quality of your ingredients i understand everybody can't afford it but we'll touch on that later but what's going to happen is things are going to taste more like themselves. Right. The thing is, so if you get a piece of salmon, it's not going to taste like it's been in a refrigerator or shipped from wherever, Antarctica, I don't know. Right. It's not going to taste like it's got shipped. It's going to taste right. like, hey, this is a fresh fish. This is right. a fresh piece of produce. Never been frozen. This is, yeah, this is a spice that came from the ground and it wasn't genetically modified. So right. the thing that you really want to try to do and uh, is buy organic. Whenever I'm doing an event, I buy organic. If I'm cooking for myself, that's a little bit different. I try to eat. Um, affordable variety. right right yeah but if, if I'm doing it for an event I know I'm trying to give people the highest quality so that's the thing you have to buy organic you have to buy if you can from a farm or a farmer's market do that just up the quality of your ingredients you're going to see the most immediate change that's right. one big one so you think that moves the needle in health as well not just tastefulness for sure because I'm in- I definitely come from the same like scenario of like yeah like in college all of my vegetables were from steamer bags from walmart yeah Yeah. and even i gotta be honest even now like some weeks whenever you know it's a crazy schedule and that's you know Mm -hmm. i have an hour to meal prep on a sunday evening Mm -hmm. i still do that am Mm -hmm. i losing nutrition whenever i do that you are is it just not quite as good as if i get it fresh you are so one thing i guess i should put out is that i'm not a nutritionist i'm somebody with an educated opinion which is important to put out but from what my experience is that yes, you are losing a bit of nutrition and you're losing a bit of quality, but there is a place for frozen veggies, especially frozen veggies, but frozen fruits. Right. Um, you know, there's a place for all of that. I don't want people to think, like, if you're listening to this and you're a college student, I don't want people to think that, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Skip right. It. You know I always I mean? tell everybody, I'm like, do what you can. Do what you can. You know what I mean? For sure. 
Uh, a smoothie with frozen strawberries in it is way better than a milkshake from McDonald's, exactly. right? Exactly. You hit it on the head. You hit it on the head. So I don't want people to think that, hey, just because we're talking, you know, upping the quality doesn't mean that you have to just not do it. At but all. maybe if the taste isn't there in your mind, it might be because you need to maybe source so. some fresh. Maybe so. So, yeah. So what happens is when you're losing quality, um, it's really important that you, what am I trying to say? I think what happens is when you lose quality is that I think people get discouraged from doing it just because they're like, oh, I'm not really, I'm, never, I'm not even getting the health benefits that I want from this. Right. You know what I mean? Because a chicken that's organic versus a chicken that's genetically modified is going to be, is going to be different. Right. You know, but that slow, I mean, that change is going to be incremental. It's going to be slower. Right. Uh, just because, I mean, you're taking your hormones. I mean, let's be real about it. But at the same time, it's better than, like you said, just not doing it at all. Right. So I think what it is, I think that when you're talking about doing what you can, um, that not only applies to food, I think it's a mindset shift. You have to do that in everything. Right. And I think people just kind of get complacent in where they are because it's just like, well, I don't have the best quality equipment or I don't have the best, like we're recording this in between two books. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, I just think you have to, you have to apply do that. Do what you to can every, with what you have. You, what, with, 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 exactly, with what you have. And I think you have to apply it to everything rather than just thinking about, oh, I'm going to do it in this area. And if it right. doesn't work, then give it up because you're going to apply that to everything else you do. When I realized that there was a difference, because I, I was kind of on the fence about whether I buy organic chicken or, you know, <laughs> stuff from the regular section, mm-hmm. uh, your Tyson or whatever it may be. Because I have friends that, you know, I have people I respect in the fitness industry that say it doesn't matter. I have friends that say it does. Um, But what really made it click for me, and I saw the difference, was eating a yard egg versus (laughs) the eggs I've been buying in the store. Yeah. Dude, it's like a complete – it's like it comes from a different species of animals. Exactly. It It, tastes – It's a different color. How it's supposed to. It tastes so much more just pure Mm -hmm. and flavorful. Like. Don't have to put anything on. I don't put salt or pepper on a yard yeah. egg. Like I just eat yeah. a straight egg. And do you find yourself more excited to not only eat but to cook as well? Yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. it's a better quality. So that's where mm-hmm. I agree on the quality, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Let's yeah. talk about um, you know aside from better qualities. Like mm-hmm. right, if you are buying organic, mm-hmm. non-GMO, yes, we don't want those hormones in our food for right. many reasons, mm-hmm. for preventable disease purposes, but also for just pure taste. Right. I mean, you can tell a difference whenever you eat, especially. I can speak on the eggs. It's night and day. Yeah. Chicken, probably a little less of a distinguishable yeah. difference, but I, I feel like I can. I mean, and I do eat organic yeah. chicken. Uh-huh. But uh, also, like, very important what the animal's diet was when it was being raised exactly. and kind of the environment that it was in. But let's talk about, like, seasonings. Yeah. So I think that the number one way that I'm able to keep my, my diet, my nutrition's pretty boring mm-hmm. because I rotate out this set number of lean proteins, I rotate out this set number of green vegetables, and I rotate out these complex carbohydrates. Man, your machine. And I just put, I don't care, like it's just fuel to me, right? Now then whenever I go out to restaurants, that's when I get creative and Mm. and use, and right now I'm Mm. mixing it up a lot with like a lot of field greens and things like that. And like last week I introduced bison for the first time. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Dude, I loved it. It's, you know, a lot of people try to compare it to beef, and of course you can, I mean, it's a similar animal. But you can bison, tell the difference. Yeah, you exactly. You can tell the difference. And somebody who's never tried it, one, I would say try it. Yeah. But two is um, look for things. This is another piece of practical advice. I guess it's kind of along the lines of quality, but I have more practical advice in a second. But look for like substitutions of right. things that you can buy. Like if you 
want to cut down on meat or if you want to cut down on bread or if you're, whatever it is that you're trying to change, look for a substitution that can still kind of give you that same sensation mm-hmm. without as much So you still get that satiation. Exactly. Is that the word? Satiety? What's, what's oh, the God. technical chef word? I don't know. Okay. I, don't know. I, I think it's I satiety. If you're, if you're satiated, you feel yeah, you full and you're – I don't know. We'll have to Google that after. If I'm completely wrong, disregard this. All right. But um, that's a huge – I'm glad that you hit on that because mm-hmm. that's something that I've really – you know, we're working on kind of leaning up. It's mm-hmm. almost summertime. We're trying to get that beach body ready. Right. One huge game changer for me has been cauliflower rice. Really? As a filler. I had that one time. I, actually, it's not that I – I liked it. It was decent. But I think – I don't know. I think cauliflower rice, is it something that's hard to make? I've never made it. I've had it, like I said, but – like it's I said, you're gonna you're gonna probably hate on me, but I buy the freezer bag version of cauliflower <laughs> rice. It's all good. Mix it with like it's like a medley with sweet potato as right. well. So I'm lowering my carbohydrate intake, mm-hmm. um, but I'm still getting that, still getting that sense of fullness. Like yeah, I'm uh, eating until I'm full. Yeah. Um, but so I'm boring. I know mm-hmm. I'm a weirdo. Like you said, just mm-hmm. a machine. Just think about okay, I need this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Boom, that makes a meal. Mm-hmm. But even for people who are like me, and that's what a lot of people are thinking of in terms of meal prep because it's convenient. Like, if I'm going to cook something, I'm going to do a whole, like, lunch is going to be the same protein source and everything for the whole week, and then mm-hmm. dinner is going to be this. And then I can intermingle those. You know. But the way I make them taste completely different is with uh, different seasonings. Exactly. And you, ha- you might go with a Mediterranean blend one time. You may go with Southern. Like, that's one thing I was actually going to touch on was make your own spice blends. One, one big uh, benefit of that is that you don't get as much salt. It's no MSG. Right. Or now you don't want it, you know you're in control of what's going in there. Right. Not only does it taste better, but now it's better for you. And now right. you know what's in there. And now you don't have to worry about the preservatives. You know what I mean? You make your own spice, uh, excuse me, spice blend. You get a mason jar, one of the small ones. Get you some different spices, especially if you go if you have a farmer's market, you can get something local, support something local. Um, and then make your own blends. And now you have that for an elongated period of time, and now you can actually play with it more. So that's interesting. That's never done, make, I've never gone that far. No, nah, it's easy. It's really easy. And there's yeah. also recipes online that you can follow as well to make Right. I've always kind of, you know, steered towards, like, lower sodium spices and seasonings mm-hmm. and things of that nature, but I've never made my own, so that's very interesting. Salt is a big killer in our, uh, in our country, in America, for sure. Um, and I think it's just because of what classic American cuisine is looked at to be. Um, right. A lot of stuff, like I said, is coming from, you know, the the lower quality animals. So you have to find a way to like enhance what's not there. The taste, you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. That, if everything thing. tastes salty, then yeah. hey, yeah, it's this like, is hey, good. Cool. It's salt. Yeah, I uh, I recently started using pink Himalayan sea salt on everything. Pink. Man, I love it. It's so it's one of those things. Actually, my mom, she's a big on like artisanal spices and seasoning and stuff like that. And she brought home like this pink rock i thought i didn't know what it was i thought it was like a salt lamp yeah but no it was a thing it was a big old block of pink himalayan sea salt and it was like a grater it was the coolest yeah thing so it's like a cheese grater you just grate exactly. it over your food oh, similar, that's cool similar. yeah and it was cool um i didn't notice much of a difference with the pink himalayan um definitely t- mm. i can taste the difference but mm. i'm also like because i do intermittent fasting okay um you know during that fasted window i create a drink that kind of helps me with wow. the minerals that i've depleted mm. and pink himalayan sea salt is in that water for that reason and so I can really taste it like I, I could taste a huge difference if I mm-hmm. used that or if I just poured some table salt like some iodized salt yeah yes. you don't do that and then also have you tried kosher salt I have not kosher salt is great for cooking I don't know how it really react in drinks I haven't seen it used much in drinks right. but kosher salt is one of the things I don't know how it's made I don't know why it's called kosher I wish I did but it's a larger grain so especially if you're cooking like a steak or a mm-hmm. burger or whatever or you know what I'm saying 
you um, you have a lot more control. Chefs use it all the time. You have a lot more control as to like you know when you pinch it, mm-hmm. sprinkle it. You have a lot more control as to where it's going, how much it's going down, and it's just uh, it's one of those things that it's great. Um, it's a practical move for anybody that's a chef, but also a home cook as well because right. then you have more control rather than pouring it out of the bottle or a salt shaker. Let's. Uh, what would be like three kind of practical pieces of advice we could mm-hmm. give people that are you know whether they're just now starting to meal prep and to be conscious mm-hmm. of of the meals that they're eating and their macronutrients and everything, or mm-hmm. maybe they're in the situation where they've been doing it for so long that they're you know, burning out on the fact of right. they kind of rotate out the same meals like I do myself. Yeah. What would be kind of three good tips that we could give them to spice that up? Spice that up. Okay. So one thing that I would say is if you're into meal prep, I understand the convenience of it. But first look at where you can put that time elsewhere. Like maybe your time can, I mean, excuse me, maybe your time deficit is not coming from the actual cooking. Maybe it's from the prep. I know right. prepping food is a big thing for me. So maybe try, you know, prepping something and then putting it in a container, just raw, and right. then cooking it when you get home. Cook maybe it it'll be bit, a bit more of an uh, more of a time investment than you used to than right. traditional meal prepping. But also, it's going to be a better quality meal as right. well because you're cooking it what there. you can cook fresh. And yeah. that's what I try. Mm-hmm. Like on days when I know I can be home for mm-hmm. dinner, I'm going to cook it fresh <laughs> on the spot. Literally, mm-hmm. my meal, my prepped meals are just meals that I have to eat on the go because you know sometimes I leave the house at 4 30 in the morning and Mm -hmm. I'm not back until eight o'clock that night so obviously I have to eat out of a container right but I do try Mm -hmm. to cook it fresh as much as possible because you can definitely tell the difference that's right and then also I would say I mean this may be kind of a no-brainer it may not be but also I would say expand your palate a lot of people don't know what is out there and you don't have to go trying you know a crazy ingredient or you don't have to go trying something that you've never heard of before but maybe take a chance on something that you have heard of before and then just seeing how it reacts. I mean, maybe you don't like it, maybe you do, but you know, you would never know. Anything. Being open to it. Yeah, a lot of people are finding something boring that they haven't tried to change. Right. You know I, I mean? know. I was a picky eater as a kid. Yeah. And so then whenever I did start trying these healthy foods, I became picky with those and would only, <laughs> like, I literally would not expand outside of this certain couple of food. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was going to a restaurant, like, I'd only eat chicken also. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. the same boring thing I'm eating at home. Exactly. Um, but I've definitely broken that cycle. Like, mm-hmm. last time I was out in California, I ate octopus. Like, I've done yep. all kinds of crazy stuff now. And it really does taste just like chicken. Yeah, it does. It really does. It's a different texture. Have you had frog legs as well? I have had frog legs. I'm fried not or a grilled? Heat. Fried. Off the people mess up, yeah. <laughs> people mess up frog legs, man. I think one thing uh, well, we're not gonna talk about. <laughs> we won't go down that rabbit hole. We won't go down that I do like that you did say pallet, though, mm-hmm. um, because that reminds me of a question that I had. I was gonna ask you ahead of time. Mm-hmm. When you when people talk about your palate adjusting, mm-hmm. like when you eat healthy foods, like at first you might not like broccoli. Like so many people have tried broccoli and despised it. I was one of those people. I literally was choking it down because I knew that I needed that green veggie in my life. And, uh, but over time my palate has adjusted the same thing with like a sweet potato is my greatest example is like whenever Mm -hmm. I don't eat as much sugar in my diet or artificial sweeteners, these things that are are this kind of manufactured sweetness, Mm -hmm. I can actually taste the sweetness of a sweet potato rather than back in the day before my palate had adjusted it was just like mm-hmm. a bland tasting food so like yeah, how man. does that process work how does it adjust yeah man so what from my understanding your body is like anything else in this world it adapts and it adjusts right you know what i mean so if you're feed it something constantly and consistently it's going to be like hey this is what i like this is what i <clears> eat and you know it takes that's why that's why change is so hard right for a lot of people i mean you get used to a certain pattern of things you get used to a certain flavor 
You know what I'm saying? And then once you deviate from whatever it is that you like, your body's like, hey, whoa, like, I don't really like this. Right. You know what it's I mean? Changed. Especially if it's something healthy. Like, God forbid it's something healthy. Mm-hmm. But once you do that, once that change happens, and then once you do it over a consistent period of time, I think it's like 21 days for you to form a habit or something. Yeah. Yeah. Once you form, once you form that into a habit, it's basically the same process once you like start to like it i guess it's just like okay your body's like hey this is what we like now right you know what i'm saying this is where we this is what i it's my fuel now right you know so i think i think that's pretty much how it works i can't guarantee you like that's exactly how it works nor right. the science behind just it, noticed but, a difference mm-hmm. you know i noticed mm-hmm. i can taste a food for what it actually is yeah. the cleaner my diet gets the less i mm-hmm. you know the more i am consuming natural sugars mm-hmm. rather than manufactured sugars and right. artificial sweeteners things of that nature yeah I also have noticed um, that since, you know, I said that I'm kind of a machine and eat the same thing, but it has evolved a ton over the years. So even though I am sticking towards the same things, that what I'm pulling from is a lot larger group of foods now. And I've noticed that, you know, also my training has gotten immensely better. There's other factors that have moved the needle, but I feel like I'm in such better health these days because I'm getting such a large variety of different foods. Like I feel like we have all these foods on the earth for a reason. Like we need to consume them all. Like we need the green leafy vegetables and green beans and broccoli, all these things. Whereas opposed to, I used to just would eat 12 meals of broccoli a week. Yeah. I mean, I, we feel you on that. I mean, a lot of people are that way. You grow up eating a certain thing because most likely it's the most affordable thing that you can have. So I think um, just exposure is super important as to one as to how like you can change things up. Just expose yourself to more. Like you right. even hear this about people. Like a lot of people get have like the crab in a bucket mentality just because they haven't seen what's out there. They haven't seen a right. large house. They haven't seen somebody start a business that they wanted. So it, it it's all it all runs in the same circle. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just about exposure. It's about um, allowing yourself to make that change, and then it's about sticking with that change once you make it. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you talked about another piece of advice. I think the one thing that is arguably the most important is doing it with someone. It's right. hard. It's accountability. tough. It's, uh, accountability partner is huge. I mean, you see it in the gym. You see it with F45, I mean, right. team train, life change. It's true. Right. You know what I mean? That whole notion is true. So once you have somebody that you can do it with, somebody that can like try something new, you can put you on the big like, Oh, I tried rhubarb today. They're right. Like, oh, what is that? And then you can like, you <laughs> I'm going to be real that. honest. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> rhubarb is a, it's a, it's in the celery family. It's a, um, it's a stalk. It's like colored and it's, it has a very tart flavor. You'll see it a lot in desserts and also drinks. There's a rhubarb wow. lemonade at a fresh six. What's the kitchen called? I don't know. It's a restaurant in Murfreesboro and they have a rhubarb lemonade. That's really good. Gotcha. Yeah. So, wow. We're learning here. Um, but I learned something every time I'm around you, my man. That's right. So I think an accountability partner is super huge just because, um, I mean, for obvious reasons, but also just for kind of going back to the exposure that we talked about, it's something that people can, you know, once somebody puts you onto something, you can do the same for them. It just, you right. start to build almost like a really, com- like a community. So what's crazy. Yeah. So with F45, with our F45 challenge that we do mm-hmm. every quarter, we have a, uh, a nutrition app that shares a, a all these crazy, creative, healthy, clean recipes. And it's, it's totally expanded my palate. So Mm -hmm. yes, I still eat boring, Mm -hmm. but when I'm going to cook at home, like Mm -hmm. I'm pulling from that app and it's just stuff that I would never think of. And it's totally opened up my mind to nutrition as a whole and Mm -hmm. also cross-cultural, like because the, the, a lot of the cuisine is influenced from Australia. Mm -hmm. I eat a ton of things that I would never have even, would have never crossed my plate had I not been a part of it. But the community aspect of it, I've never even thought about it from a, a nutrition standpoint, but we have a private Facebook group at F45 at our studio, really? 
and people share recipes all the time. It's real, man. Yeah, it's it's real. It's huge. So that's cool. I've cool. never even thought about that. It is cool. So I mean, I think um, also kind of going on top of that, I think another thing with it is with accountability is that. I think it's just that slight guilt factor of like right. I don't want to let somebody down. <laughs> Absolutely, I don't want to let anybody down. I don't want like they're trying to do the same thing that they're doing. You know, everybody's trying to get to this one goal, whatever that is, whether it's to lose weight or whatever. Right. I think you once you put that also on yourself, I think it's we're the hardest people to hold accountable ourselves. Right. Is what I mean, we're the hardest people to hold accountable. And then once you like kind of bring somebody else into that, it just it's like the same notion as a man that has a child. Usually he grows up after that. Right. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing. And with the guilt factor, I feel like people think like they can't enjoy healthy foods. You know what I mean? Like you think like yeah. if you had an awesome, like food is like multiple purposes behind food. I believe that mm -hmm. food has nutritional purposes. Like yes, mm -hmm. it is to fuel your body so that you can perform activity 100%. But it's also like to have community like we join there's a reason why we sit at a table and eat together like that's how you build relationships but i think that people oftentimes think that they can't enjoy it yeah because they don't have the right relationship with it that's true like you know you of all people i know you enjoy food i watch your instagram <laughs> lives like you're the food guy right you've inspired me to care more about the food choices and have more variety yeah but it's uh, i think that people just need to realize it's okay you want to have satisfaction from your meals. You don't want to eat flavorless food and just mm -hmm. say, okay, I'm just doing this because I want to hit this goal because you're yeah. not going to, that's not going to be sustainable. Exactly. Over the long term, you're going to want to start enjoying some foods that you're consuming. That's the thing, man. I mean, exactly. You hit it on the head. I think one of the things that people miss is that, you know, you're going to, you have to eat. You have to eat. Anyway. Right. I don't know it's why. It's a necessity. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, why would you go about something that is so daily, so consistent, so essential? And just go about it. Why not enjoy that, it? In a way that you don't enjoy. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I agree. Just, so that, that's a big thing for me. And then also, um, food is communal. Like, you should allow it to be enjoyed. It's kind of almost what you said, but you should allow it to be um, a good part. Of, you should allow it to be a good part of your day. You yeah. should allow it to bring people together. You should allow Absolutely. yourself to enjoy it. I just think that's super essential and to make an elite that's harder you don't have you don't want to make the leap harder than it has to be yeah you know what i mean so that's another thing i mean if you're trying to make that change you know grab a friend you know what i'm saying surely there's somebody else that wants to eat healthy if it's not somebody you know surely you can find somebody within your gym yeah absolutely you know what i mean surely you can try to do it with your trainer i mean in today's day and age you can go online and yeah find somebody's forums there's facebook's group uh, facebook sure. groups so just find someone um find someone that you can that has similar interests if you're a vegan of course you probably want to find somebody else that's vegan we also have vegan options now really? on the challenge yeah really? i'm gonna i'll show you the menu after this show veganism it's is huge. crazy veganism is huge i mean i think it's the energy that people feel whenever they're eating. yeah so it's cool but i don't know if i could do it i don't know i know it's not for me but hey yeah. you know i'm I'm a caveman yeah but uh, yeah, dude. So it's been awesome having you on the show. Where yeah. can people find you? I know you do an Instagram live every Sunday. Is that right? I try to do it every Sunday. Try now. to. Now I work on Sunday, so it's right. Really yeah, but admire try, the hustle. Yeah, I try to fit in an Instagram live at least once every two weeks. I think it allows me to connect with people, and also yeah. people. I think whenever people see me like in videos and stuff like that, that's scripted. You know, they kind of get the idea that I'm scripted. Now I'm totally dead. right. I my brain runs a million miles a minute. <clears throat> so I think whenever I do the lives, it kind of allows me to connect at a more genuine level. Yeah, well, where can uh, where can our listeners follow yeah. you on social media? So you can find me on Instagram at itschefdev, I-T-S, chefdev. And also you can find me on Twitter at the same handle and Facebook at Epps Hospitality. Awesome. Yes, awesome, man. Well, long story short, the biggest takeaway I would say from this episode is that it's a myth that your food has to be bland <laughs> and you just have to eat, you know, 
boiled chicken, plain broccoli, mm-hmm. and brown rice for every meal That's of long. your week. Like you need to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You're still going to reap the benefits of it as long as you're conscious of what type of seasonings and ways that you're preparing your meals are. But that food is something you should enjoy. Yeah. Like like you said, it's a necessity in this life. Necessity. Why not enjoy it? Have Anything to. that's a necessity, I feel like you're going to have to enjoy it or else you're going to live miserable. That's right. Awesome, man. That's well, right. thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, dog. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into the Team Train Life Change podcast. Look, we thrive off of your feedback. If you love the show, let us know. If you didn't love the show, let us know how we could do a better job. And most importantly, make sure that you are subscribed to the show. We're on iTunes for all Apple users and we're on Simplecast for any other device. It is also very important that you leave us a review on our show that actually has words in the description because those are the only ones that count. Thanks.